Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Pageants 101 with me, Morgan. I am the current Junior Miss Princess of America. Before I jump into the podcast, I just kind of want you guys to get to know me. Um, I'm 17. I live in Missouri. I've been doing small pageants since I was about three, but I really got into pageantry about four years ago. Um, I'm a competitive dancer and my school's varsity cheer co-captain. Okay, so now that all the introductories are over, um, I am going to put out a little disclaimer. If I kind of sound a little meh, it's because I have been a little meh for a couple days. I do feel a lot better today, which is one of the reasons why I'm recording this podcast today. But um, if you kind of hear me sniffling or if you think my voice sounds a little off, if you know me in real life... It's just because I've been kind of feeling a little under the weather, but, um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to get that out of the way before the rest of the episode. So without further ado, let's, let's get into this podcast. Let's get into what it's really about. So I want this podcast to be a platform where girls of all stages of their pageant journey can learn and gain knowledge about pageants. I plan on sharing all things pageants, including wardrobe packs, pageant week slash weekend must-haves, budget tips, interview tips, my best and worst pageant memories, and everything in between. So this episode will be focused on things I wish I had known going into my first pageant, as well as do's and don'ts. So when I say things I wish I would have known going into my first pageant, um, as you'll recall, I did say that I have been doing smaller pageants since I was three, so a three-year-old little girl isn't going to know anything about pageants other than I wanted to wear a sparkly dress and mommy said I could do the pageant or whatever your circumstance is. That's not what I mean. I mean my first pageant when I truly said, mom, this is what I want to do because um, a little background to my pageant journey, I actually stopped doing pageants because I thought I hated them. I thought pageants were the worst. I didn't enjoy them. I just kept losing. So I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. Because there was a stage um, in my pageant journey. In the very beginning, I was a cute child. I mean, most of us, if not all of us, are very adorable children. So that helped me win a lot of my pageants. But as I got older, I couldn't lean on my, quote, cuteness anymore to be able to win. and That was all I had known. So I wasn't winning anymore, and I really thought that I hated pageants, so I took a break. And it wasn't until a few years later when I was like, dang, Mom, I really miss pageants. I want to get back into it. And she was like, well, okay. Um, this is kind of that stage when of the things that I wish I knew. I was a 13-year-old girl, 13, yes, 13, 14, 13, however old, year old girl who really wished she knew some of these things. So my first, quote, big girl pageant was back in 2018 when I competed in the Princess of America Missouri Heartland pageant, which was actually held in my hometown of Chillicothe, Missouri. And fun fact, it's being held in my hometown again this year, Chillicothe, Missouri, which is so convenient. It's so, it's just so awesome because right there you save so much money without having to eat out, without having to pay for a hotel room. 
those are two huge expenses, what, a lot of gas money, that's at least three huge expenses that I just don't have to pay for because it's in my hometown and I can stay at my house, eat my food, drive very short distance. Anyways, um, I did win, but I had a long way to go after winning. Uh, when I competed in my first pageant, I didn't even know what Sherry Hill was, let alone any other dress company. And I just, I say Sherry Hill just as an example, because in my mind, they are a very, very large and probably one of the largest, if not the largest dress company in the world. But hearing, ooh, is that a Sherry backstage or in the dressing room through me? I was so confused. I was like, Sherry. Sherry, like, is that somebody's name? Is somebody's grandma named Sherry? Why is someone's grandma in the dressing room? I was so confused. Um, later, little nosy me went on Google and looked up Sherry. I spelled it wrong, so it wasn't very helpful. But I later found out Sherry Hill is a very big dress company. So, I thought I would list off some big names, big brands in pageant fashion, so that when you're backstage or you're in the dressing room and you hear somebody say one of these names, you don't feel like, oh, well, I don't have that, or like, what's that? Because it doesn't seem big, it doesn't seem like it would throw you, but it's it really does. It makes you feel like an outsider when you don't know, or at least you've never heard of these, what everyone else seems to think is big and obvious and duh, you're just like, what? So without further ado, here are some pretty big names, in my opinion, in the pageant fashion industry. Uh, so first, Sherry Hill, she is going to do a lot of dresses, fun fashion. Um, and, oh, by the way, with every brand, I'm going to kind of say what they're more known for and what I've seen them do. Um, a lot of these, I might not have 100% correct, but this is just from pure memory. So let's, let's see. Um, next, Giovanni. I think that's how I'm pretty, I am like 90% sure that, that it's Giovanni. Anyway, uh, they do dresses, interview, fun fashion, just about anything you can think of. Giovanni is there. I love Giovanni. Anyway, um, Ashley Loren, also, just half of these I'm going to butcher the names because I don't, I have never been actually told if it's Ashley Loren or Ashley Loren. I've always called it Ashley Loren, even though it's spelled exactly like one of my friends whose name is Lauren, um, but I've never had somebody correct me, so if somebody who's listening, who just knows more than I if they could tell me how to pronounce that correctly, I would love you forever. Um, anyway, they do dresses and interview. I'm, I'm pretty sure she does fun fashion too, but she's, again, a really good brand. MacDougall, dresses, fun fashion, interview. Uh, MacDougall also has kind of not an off-brand, but kind of like a side, not sidekick, but Ayina Dougal. It's just not Mac Dougal, it's Iena Dougal, and she focuses more, I think, on, like, the interview 
style. Either way, I love MacDougall. Have loved it for a while. It's one of those brands that if you are new to pageantry and you're not looking to spend a whole, whole lot of money, but you know you want a quality piece, MacDougall is, is where I would point you. Uh, Mark Defang, hashtag sponsor, not of this podcast, but of my national pageant system, Princess of America, Mark Defang is a sponsor. Uh, Mark does just about everything. He, fun fashion, dresses, shoes, bags, scram boxes. Uh, if you can imagine it in your brain, Mark Defang does it. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, MB Designs, and I'm going to say that again, MB Designs by Mary Morris. I might say it a third time. M as in magnificent. B as in bumblebee. Designs. Amazing quality earrings. Earrings is what she does, guys. Amazing quality. A lot of her earrings are on the more pricey side. And if you're a beginner to pageants, I'm just going to tell you right now, it is not very feasible to order a pair of MB Designs earrings. It's really not. Because they are on the more expensive side. However, she does have a lot of dainty earrings that are on the cheaper side. But her couture earrings, her other earrings, amazing. Super, super lightweight. Extremely sparkly. I have loved every single pair I've worn. Every pair that I've gotten from her, I have absolutely fall, fallen in love with. So, just about nine times out of nine, I will recommend MB Designs to you. But another uh, earring company is Crown Jewel Designs. I've seen um, girls on just about any pageant stage wear them, all the way from like POA, Princess of America, My System, to Miss USA, Miss America, Miss Universe, I think, maybe. Um, I've seen, definitely Miss USA stage, Miss America, I've seen girls wear uh, Crown Jewel Designs earrings and they are they are also beautiful. I have never personally ordered a pair, so I can't speak to the weight um, or the quality in person, but from what I've seen, they are also very beautiful. The next brand I want to kind of bring light to, Diverse Style by Sydney Dion. She does shoes, 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 amazing shoes. She and I say she, Sydney Dion is the uh, founder, the CEO, the whatever you call it, of the brand. And she has found a way to make nude shoes for not just white girls, basically. That's the easiest way I can put it. She has made a diverse, hence why it's called diverse style, diverse shoe line for pageant girls. Her shoes cater to the darkest of dark to the lightest of light. And I love it. I love her message. And she not only has nude shoes. I've seen uh, in newer releases, we're going to see some silver and maybe some gold. I've seen white. I've seen pink bottoms. I mean, this girl has got it put together. She really does. I admire her as a businesswoman, as a pageant girl. She's Miss Illinois USA, if you didn't know that. Um, but yeah, totally, totally amazing. Um, Tariq Adiz, I think that's how you say that. And if if not, if you're like, what? 
girl, what did you just say? It's T-A-R-I-K-E-D-I-Z. Um, I always say Tariqadiz, but I could be completely saying that wrong. He does dresses. I say he, I think it's he, but they do dresses. Um, I've seen some very beautiful designs from them, so have never uh, seen anything bad. And then Rachel Allen. Love Rachel Allen. She does dresses, interviews, fun fashion. Um, and when I say dresses, I mean both short and long, like cocktail style, um, or if you're new to pageants, like a homecoming style dress, or the long, lengthy ball gown, just the long style, anything in between. There are definitely more popular brands out there that do pageant stuff, but these are just the ones that I can think of and the ones that I hear the most. So I figured maybe it would help others to know, okay, this is what this is. As a first-time pageant girl, I wish I had known about all of the amazing dress stores in my area. I have a local dress store in my hometown called Clifton's Couture, which love them. Absolutely no shade. They sell amazing pieces for homecoming, for prom, bridals. Um, I think... She is going to step back into the pageant world, but she did kind of step away just because the amount of people in my hometown doing pageants, the number definitely got smaller. So she kind of had to focus more on the homecoming prom, bridal side of the dress business, which is totally okay. So... I definitely wore a prom dress to my first, quote, big girl pageant because I got my first dress from there. That's where I got my first pageant dress for a, quote, big girl pageant. So, some examples of dress stores in my area. I am in the, I live in Missouri, uh, by the way. Um, I would say these dress stores are definitely a good choice for anyone in the Missouri and Kansas, those two states, definitely, because I think all three of these are in Kansas City. So Missouri, Kansas, definitely. And even like Iowa, Nebraska, I would say if you have the funds or if you're wanting to try a new store, come down to this area because these three, and there's probably more, but these are the three that I have been to or that I just really like. Um... They are about a two-hour drive from me. I love them. So the first one I want to talk about, Natalie M. She is, or she, Natalie M. is a sponsor of the Princess of America pageant. Um, and I really do say this with the least amount of bias. Love Natalie M. Selection is amazing. The environment is amazing. I've actually haven't had a chance to go visit in person but I have been able to meet with Lisa Carson, and she is just an amazing personality. I, I love her. I love everything that Natalie M. just is. It's an amazing dress store with amazing staff. Um, the next store is Tool and Die, Tool and Die Shop. Um, amazing store. Amazing selection. I actually purchased my winning Nationals gown from Tool and Die Shop. It was actually, it was on Pageant Planet, if you didn't see that. Um, it was amazing. I absolutely love that dress. I've 
only ever had good experiences at Tool and Die. Only ever good dress experiences from Tool and Die. So, yes, absolutely love Tool and Die. Um, the last one that I want to talk about is the gown gallery. Um, I've only ever been to the gown gallery once, but again, they have just amazing selection. Their dresses are phenomenal, great quality, great staff. You are treated like a literal queen from the moment you walk in. It's amazing. I love it. I love the gown gallery. And now talking about it makes me kind of forget how much I loved it and kind of miss it a little. So yeah, definitely worth the trip. But I didn't even know these stores existed until after my first pageant. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong with going on the cheaper side to save money if that's buying a prom dress or um, some other way, which I will go over in another episode. We all, we all have to find ways to save money somewhere, whether you have a big budget or not. Everybody at least wants to try to save money, am I right? So there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, I just wish I had known that these amazing dress stores existed. Like, when I found out the things that I found out, like, when I found out that these brands existed, when I found out these these stores existed, it was like somebody had turned on the lights and the room was painted with pageants. It was seriously like I had been awakened and finally shown, like, ah... Okay, so this is the world of pageantry that I have been missing out on. Um, that's kind of all of what I wanted to get into of things that I wish I had known because there is a certain satisfaction that comes with learning as you go when it comes to pageants. I know for a fact that I don't want to know everything. I wouldn't have wanted to know every single thing there is to know, or at least every single thing that I know now going into my first pageant. Because one, that would be so overwhelming if I had somebody like telling me all these things. So overwhelming. And two, it is so much more satisfying to find it out on your own. To learn the hard way, to go over that bump in the road and say, ah, shouldn't do that. Let's try something else. Um, but those are definitely a couple things that I wish I would have known so I wouldn't have been like, what? What? Sherry? Who's grandma? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. The next thing I want to get into is pageant do's and don'ts. Now, I will be the first to say I am not an expert on pageants. I just have been in the pageant world for a very long time. And from my experiences, this is my best list of pageant do's and don'ts. So first I'm gonna start with a don't. Don't think you have to wear the most expensive outfit to win. This is a mistake that a lot of girls subconsciously make and maybe it's not even the girl it might be the mom grandma dad whoever is funding your pageant experience maybe it's you maybe you are funding your own pageant experience which uh hashtag girl boss yes you 
you go do that. Um, whoever it is, you will, you might think, oh, well, I have to have this uh, $10,000 custom dress in order to even place in the top five or, or in order to win to catch the judge's eyes. No. Absolutely not. Please do not go. And, and I'm going to say this word with full confidence. Do not go and waste $10,000 on a dress. Unless you're going to go compete for like Miss Universe or Miss World, Miss Earth. And even then, $10,000 is a lot. I would cap it like three. And those are pretty big competitions. And like three is a lot. $3,000, in my opinion, is a lot. It just is. So please don't think that you have to go out and spend all this money. You don't even have to spend $1,000. I mean, a when, I, when you say that out loud, $1,000 on a dress is a lot of money. It's a lot. And not everyone has that to spend. And it's okay. Heck, I know I don't. And it's okay. My winning dress that I wore at Nationals was 600 which is also a lot. Like, if, if you're hearing these numbers I'm spitting out and your, like, eyes are, like, wide and you're, like, Maybe one of them's twitching and you're like, how much? How much? Oh, don't get me wrong. I know. But sometimes it is worth it to spend a little bit more on a piece of wardrobe. But know where you can save. Know where you can save. And it all depends on your budget. It really does. If you have just... Lots and lots and lots and lots of money to just spend. Do it. By all means, do it. But if you don't, that's okay too. Then you don't have to. Um, okay, that's enough about that. Do, and this is uh, a way to save money. Shop Facebook resale groups. Granted, it might take a couple tries to find the right one for you, the right one in your price range, or maybe just one that's not going to scam you, because that unfortunately does happen. But Facebook resale is one of the best things to happen to the pageant world. I found the interview dress that I got the most compliments in in the most noticed in on Facebook resale. Um, before I had my current interview coach, I wore this dress and I came to her and I had said, I had mentioned that I wore that dress. I think I showed her a picture and she said, I remember you. I remember that dress. Because I mean, I had, it was a couple years later, so I looked a little different. She's like, now I remember where I recognize you from. Because that dress, it just caught my attention and made you stand out. By the way, guys, that dress was $40. And I wore it, like, five times. I would say I got my money's worth. Anyway. But, yeah. You can find such quality pieces 
for way cheaper, mostly because they've already been worn. You can find name brand, designer brand, Sherry Hill, Giovanni, Ashley Lauren, you know, these names that I have mentioned, you can find these in much cheaper ways. Okay, now we'll move on because I don't want to keep rambling. Um, don't go into a pageant knowing absolutely nothing about the system you're competing in. I know a lot of times it's new and it's fun and it's, and it's very exciting to try a new system. More power to you. It is so fun and it's so exciting to go into a new pageant system. Now I'm going to kind of transition to my do. Do some research on what pageant system you're competing, competing in. And when I say some, I mean a lot. Pageants are no, they're not just a hobby for a lot of us. They are a way for us to get scholarships to go to college. They're a way for us to gain confidence that we might not have otherwise. There are many, many reasons to compete in pageants. So if your pageant has something special about it, um, maybe they have a national platform, they have a national message that they're spreading, you need to know what that is. Um, some examples, uh, Miss High School America has Brave. If you've competed in Miss High School America, you know what I'm talking about. If you're thinking about it and you don't know what I'm talking about, this is what I mean. You got to do that research. You got to learn what Brave is. Um, UNM, Crown Cares and Positive Pageantry. Again, if you are in UNM, you know what I'm talking about. If you're thinking about it and you're like, Crown Cares, what? Look it up. You're going to want to know. Um, America's National Miss, A&M, Beauties Against Bullies. If you don't know what any of that is, and you're thinking about competing in any, if not all, of those pageant systems, then you need to know what those are, because chances are you will get asked a question about that in your interview or in your onstage question, or who knows, you might win, and now you've got to promote something that you know nothing about. It's always, always, always best to know rather than to not know. Because, heck, I haven't competed in any, any of those systems. And I know, I know what the BRAVE acronym stands for. Um, I have a slight understanding of Crown Cares and Positive Pageantry. And I, ha I also have a slight understanding of Beauties Against Bullies. Don't go into a pageant not knowing what is in the town or city that it's hosted in. And when I say that, I mean, don't go into a pageant, especially if you have dietary issues or uh, accommodations that need to be met, or maybe, because uh, I know this is in my family, you're allergic to a certain type of like feather that can be in pillows. Have yourself or parent, guardian, whatever, do research on the different restaurants, the different hotels in the town or city that your pageant is hosted in because not every pageant requires the contestant to stay at the host hotel. Some do, that's fine, but if you can maybe stay away from the host hotel and save money, that's a good way to go. Or 
Maybe there are no restaurants in that town that meet your dietary accommodations. Maybe you're vegan and there are absolutely no restaurants in, the, in that town or city that have vegan options. Well, now you know you need to have a hotel room that will allow you enough space to be able to cook your own meals. Because you, I mean, you're, you're vegan. You can't, you're not going to just, you know, oh, well, it's pageant weekend. I guess it's time to cheat. What? No. So it's a really good thing to just have that knowledge, have it be like it is your hometown. I've, I mentioned earlier that um, the Missouri Heartland Princess of America pageant will be hosted in my hometown. So it's, it's kind of, and I said how, like, how amazing that is, how fun that is. It's, you kind of get that same feeling when you when you know so much about the town that you're in like you've done so much research that it feels like your hometown like you've you've walked it on google maps so many times you don't need you don't need directions i can get there you kind of you know um but just know don't just don't go in not knowing where you are because if nothing else is going to stress you out during pageant week or weekend especially weekend because during pageant week you kind of have time to get used to it but during pageant weekend if you are just so utterly lost geographically that is going to be a huge stressor and we don't want to be stressed out during pageant weekend so yeah do look up uh grocery stores Something I didn't mention. Look up the grocery stores that you have available to you. Maybe you aren't vegan. You're not lactose intolerant. You're not allergic to anything. You're just looking to save some money. I can tell you right now, going to the grocery store and getting snack stuff, getting stuff for like sandwiches, and maybe you make your own dinner or you go out to like once, is going to save you money. Whatever way you can find to save yourself money, or it's just going to be healthier for you, keep you in a better mood, keep your mind sharper to eat healthier throughout the week or weekend rather than eating out every day. This is a mistake that me and my family made the first year we went to nationals. We ate out every single day. And by the end of the week, we were all so exhausted and drained and tired and droopy and we all wanted to go home so bad i cried when i got home after my first ever national pageant when i was away from away from home for a week we ate out every single day for every single meal when i finally had that home cooked meal for the first time in a week oh my goodness did it taste so good <laughs> i think it was like spaghetti or something but something so simple tasted so good. Even though I had had it within the past week. Had it at Olive Garden. But I, but I hadn't had my mom's spaghetti. You know what I'm saying? In over a week. So it was, it was amazing. So we learned to go grocery shopping and, you know, do it that way. That's just the way that works best for us. Find the way that works best for you. Um, and which is, yeah, try to, uh, I have, a, sorry, I have a little script that I'm looking at right now. So I keep myself on task and I have like blown through at least three of the things 
because I just kind of combine them into one. But yeah, as I say, don't eat out. Eating out is it is what you make it out to be. So eating out for a special occasion, that's a celebration. I love eating out for a celebration, but eating out for necessity, that's when it makes you so tired and almost miserable by the end of a week because you just, you feel so bloated, you feel so tired, you feel so drained mentally and physically that it's like, I would kill for a sandwich right now, right? Again, it'll help control your bloating. If you aren't constantly eating this really greasy food, then that way you'll know that you're not going to get super bloated and you won't have to stress about that uh, when it comes to fitting into your wardrobe. This next one's a long one. I'm going to have a lot to say about this. Don't buy a whole new wardrobe for each competition. And when I first say this, I know it can kind of sound odd and confusing. So I'm going to explain what I mean. When I say don't buy a whole new wardrobe, I mean don't say, okay, I have a gown, I have an interview outfit, I have a fun fashion outfit, whatever, whatever you need for your competition and say, okay, now I'm just going to put that aside and go buy a whole new gown and interview dress or outfit and new fun fashion outfit for this next pageant that I'm doing. Uh-uh, scratch that. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care what your budget is. If it's not to save money, it's to save the planet. So much more environmentally friendly to reuse your wardrobe pieces. And a lot of people, when they, when we are teaching recycling, we think we only think of that one R in the three R's. Reduce, reuse, recycle. I'm all about the reuse R. <laughs> But this really is going to not only help your wallet, but the environment. So I kind of have a golden rule. But before I get into my golden rule, this is really, I want to kind of express, I mentioned going on Facebook resale pages earlier to kind of save money. Sell your pieces on Facebook resale pages. Or donate them to um, maybe a local prom closet or something in your area. This is also the reduce, reuse, recycle. But anyway, my golden rule is let's say that my gown is $600. I would want to wear this gown six times before I sold it slash donated it. I want to make sure I get my money's worth out of it right? So before I even think about selling it, or if I just know that th this dress cannot be worn anywhere else, then I'll sell it for a higher price. But you want to you wanna get your money's worth. This just ensures that I get as much use out of it as possible. Plus, it's been altered to me to fit me perfectly. So as long as I don't lose the shoes that it's been altered to, then it's perfect. I don't have to worry about, oh, well, now I got to get this dress altered, which is another expense unless you can either do it yourself or you just have some kind of awesome deal with a seamstress. But 
then you just don't have to worry about it. But, uh, you know, the rules do change for less expensive items like interview. Let's say I spent $75 on an interview outfit. I would want to wear that two, three times before I sold it. And I don't like to spend a lot of money on my interview outfits. That's just something that I don't personally like to do. I love saving money in that department. So what I do is I wear about two or three times. And if I look at it in my closet and I don't say, dang, I'm still in love with this piece. I can find so many more places to wear it. I sell it or donate it. But if I look at it, look at it I'm like, you know, I've worn this. I've worn it enough. It's time for it to go bye-bye. It's time for somebody else to love it just as much as I did when I first got it. That's when it's time to sell it. Um, but this is definitely a life hack that is going to save you so much money in the future. This is a way that you can save up for those ex more expensive items that you want to get in the future. Um, and kind of picking, backing off of this rule, I only buy one expensive wardrobe piece each like year. I really try to save my money everywhere else. Um, when it comes to casual wear, before you buy anything, let's say that you have a theme in your head and you're like, yes, I want to do a themed casual wear outfit, which by the way, love themed casual wear outfits. Look in your closet. Say, what do I have in my closet that would work? That would truly work and look good for the theme that I'm wanting or for the color scheme that I'm wanting. Even if you only have one item, that is one item you don't have to buy. Let's say you have a pair of shoes in your closet that you look at and you're like, oh girl, I can base a casual wear outfit off that. Do it. Girl, do it. Because if you already own it and you wear it all the time anyways, you're comfortable in that piece of clothing and that's only going to show on stage how comfortable you are in that. That's what casual wear is all about. Yeah, it might be about showing off your style, but like, how do you, how do the judges judge it? I always kind of go into casual wear thinking, if the judges can see and think, this is what she wears on a daily basis, then I've done it right. But yeah, always, always, always look in your closet and say, what do I have that would work? Whether that's your, you know, normal clothes closet or your like pageant wardrobe kind of closet. Like, what do you have? And then go from there. Um, moving on, <laughs> do practice in your wardrobe. A lot of people know this. I don't know of a lot of people that don't do this, but practicing in your wardrobe it's not only good to just have the feel of like walking in it and knowing where you need to put your feet, but let's say your cape, or your cape, your gown has a cape or an overskirt that you want to kind of play with or your fun fashion, especially fun fashion. I cannot stress how important it is to practice in your fun fashion outfits because if you have a cape or an overskirt that you're wanting to play with, it is extremely hard to wing that and to improvise that, to be able to grab it in the right spot without practicing. And if you can, 
oh my goodness, I will bow down. So much respect. But for me, I just can't do that. I, I have to practice in it. And it just over, it helps with my overall comfort in the outfit. And knowing that, well, I've worn this like 20 times practicing. So when I get up on stage and I wear it, psh, well, it's going to be easy. It's going to be like a walk in the park. Um, but yeah, it, it's not even that. It's not even going to help you walk in it or work with it, but it's going to help you sit in it. Um, interview. When you're giving yourself like a mock interview or you're practicing interview questions, put on the outfit that you're going to wear. Because what if it's itchy? What if you get asked a question and all you can think about in the back of your head is, oh my goodness, my side itches so much right now because this seam is poking me. And what if you just missed a really good question that you had a perfect answer for? But then you, you just blanked because you had an itchy side. Putting it on beforehand and practicing beforehand lets you know, oh, okay, this seems really itchy. Maybe I need to put some band-aids on it or... Maybe something, whatever. Or it just helps you know, oh, this dress is kind of tight, so I do have to be careful when I sit. I'm going to need to sit like this so it doesn't feel weird. Or, oh, I noticed that these pants are a little long, so when I go to get up, I'm going to need to put my feet like this so that I don't step on my pants and trip and fall and look very silly in front of the judges. Stuff like that that you wouldn't maybe think of but practicing standing up and sitting down, as silly as it sounds, will totally prepare you for. Okay, I feel like you guys have definitely had enough of me completely ranting for about 40 minutes. <laughs> um, that's all the time I have today. Thank you to everyone who listened. Um, from whatever stage you are in your pageant journey, beginner to national, international queen, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you listening. Um, next episode, I would love to include a Q&A portion so I can answer your guys' questions. Um, so, uh, and the way you can do that is literally just DM me your question on Instagram. My Instagram is at P-O-A underscore Junior Miss. Uh, DM me your questions, as I said. And I will be sure to answer them in the next episode. Guys, I cannot believe that I just recorded my first episode of a podcast. Okay, bye queens. <laughs>